veterinary unicorns. My name is Amy Newfield and I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training. Check out all of our other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today I want to talk to you about how you are creating a poor performing work environment by supporting only the poor performers. We all have poor performers or those who are perhaps slumping and it can be really a pain of our existence as a leader or manager because we devote so much time and energy into trying to quote unquote fix this individual. And I absolutely 100% believe that you should do everything within your power to try to help that individual. But then at some point that individual just doesn't want to be helped. And we've exhausted so many tools and resources and time and energy into that individual that we forgot about our superstars. And the superstars are actually the people keeping the clinic going. And because we've forgotten about them, now they start to become stagnant or slumping or they feel undervalued and then they get burnt out. And now we're seeing them leave our hospital. A lot of hospital leaders don't even realize this cycle they get themselves in. And I hear it all the time. They tell me about how they've spent countless hours, including emotional tears, emotional heartaches, hours of conversation with an individual, and they're still not performing well. At what point are we supposed to give up? So I kind of want to wrap some structure around what that looks like, but recognize that really we do have to make sure that we don't forget about the superstars because again, they're superstars for a reason. So timing is everything. When you have an employee that is struggling in some aspect, we really want to get to the root of the issue as soon as possible. Even if someone has only come in maybe 10 or 15 minutes late twice in a row, that's enough to warrant a conversation. Because if you hear that a good employee is coming in late or having a behavior problem, addressing it promptly is going to help to nip it in the bud. If it's now three, four months later, it's now become, unfortunately, a learned habit. And it's really hard to break that individual out of that cycle when you've kind of been letting them do it this entire time. Have a conversation face-to-face. Don't just throw it in an email or a text. Hey, saw you were coming in late or I heard you're kind of negative lately. Can you stop that? So we definitely want to have those face-to-face interactions. It shows that you care. Focus on the facts. Stay away from the emotions. Stay away from phrases like you've really disappointed me or you've just plain made me sad with your recent performance or do you know you're upsetting me? This isn't about you at all. When you're talking to an employee, stick solely to the facts and talk to them that they've started to come in late or they've received numerous client complaints and, you know, maybe they've had a few medical mistakes and you need to talk to them about those things. Leave the emotions out of it. Leaders are often great at identifying issues, but they don't really get to the root of why those issues are recurring. It's sort of a, hey, I've identified this problem. You're making medical mistakes. Just don't do that again. But the reality is it's not that simple. Sometimes for a lot of our employees that are slumping or having a poor performance, we have to figure out why they're doing it. Never assume you understand why these employees are having this issue. Assume good intention. And I've talked about this in numerous of my podcasts. So definitely ask them what's going on. This isn't like you. Remember that when that employee started at the hospital, they probably weren't showing up late. And if they were making medical mistakes at some point, hopefully they got better because they learned and they grew in their skills and their knowledge. They didn't come in yelling at clients or yelling at the rest of the staff. And so 
at some point since you've hired them, they've taken a downward spiral. So we really want to get to the root cause of, hey, what's going on here? Because this is not like you. Definitely come from a polite, kind, and honest approach that says, I care about you. I'm deeply concerned and I really want to know what's going on. If you don't ask them why they think these new behaviors are occurring, you're actually never going to get to the root of the problem. If you just say, hey, I've identified that you're gossiping or you're completely negative or just don't yell at the staff, you probably aren't going to have that problem be solved because you didn't dial into why it's actually occurring. So as a manager, you do need to listen and figure out as to why this behavior is happening. And then you need to come up with a solution. Too often a manager gives an employee a timeline. I need you to make sure that your behavior is corrected within the next 30 days. But how are they supposed to do that? They're already struggling as it is and we haven't really given them tools or resources to help correct their behavior. Do they understand, really understand what gossip is? How we've given them articles that really illustrate what is gossiping and how detrimental it is, not only for themselves, but the rest of the team and ways that they can identify that they're actually doing it. Have we helped them with dealing with burnout or anxiety or any of those things? And we don't need to be a counselor but we do need to offer solutions and point them in the right direction. So ask them, what's the best way for us to move forward so that we don't have any more client complaints or so you don't come in late? What's the best way? You don't want to just dictate a solution. Make them part of that solution in solving that problem. And then once you have created and, and actually implemented a plan, you've got to check in with them regularly and see how they're doing. If it's even once a week and commending them for showing up on time or commending them for having a better attitude, you need to do that because that reinforces the good behavior that you want to see continue with this particular employee. But now you've done everything. You have done the work, right? You've done all the systems in place and you've helped this employee and they're still not improving. You've given them the tools and the resources and yet they're still kind of failing. So what do we do? For me personally, I try at least two or three times this approach and I really come from a place of kindness and coaching in order to help solve this problem. Unfortunately, sometimes people just don't want to be helped and all the tools and resources that you give them, they just turn a blind eye to it. And so we have to at some point kind of part ways. And yes, termination might be an option or we just turn our attention to our amazing superstars. And we forget about our superstars. Again, remember, they're the ones that are actually driving the culture and the medicine within your hospital. They're awesome at what they do. And they come in on time and they overall have a good attitude. They keep gossip to a minimum and they practice amazing medicine and they're a great team. But because we've devoted so much time and energy to the poor performer or performers, we forgot about them. And then they become stagnant because what they see is that you're devoting all your time and energy to this negative employee that they're not getting along with anyway. And you're forgetting about them. You've forgotten to praise them. You've forgotten to focus on their career paths or their goals because you are so focused on this one individual. That one individual who's negative, who's not performing well, they're not going to make or break your hospital. But all the other superstars that you have out on your clinic floor, they absolutely will. 
And so we have to definitely take the time at some point to say goodbye and let it sort itself out. What I found is that when we stop ignoring, when we stop enabling the negativity, when we stop feeding into it, one of two things happen. Either they realize that they're so far removed from the team that they work towards getting back to it using the tools and resources we have provided them, or they leave. And sometimes that's okay. That's really hard for us to admit, But honestly, after about a week or two of the individual leaving, things actually usually improve in the hospital. Not all the time. Sometimes it does take an exceptionally long time to get over the loss of, say, a high-grossing surgeon or someone who'd been with the hospital for a long period of time. But more often than not, once the dust settles, everybody goes, wow, it's actually a much better work environment. So I'm not saying to terminate everybody. I'm not saying to just immediately give up on everybody. But we do forget about our superstars. So we want to support our superstars by having clear career and growth paths in whatever that looks like. We want to support their education and their knowledge to whatever degree that looks like, making sure that we're always invigorating them and tapping into their passions. And this is really important because, again, we don't tend to build those things out in our veterinary hospitals because we're so focused on just putting out fires constantly. But really, dive in and have those career goal conversations with each one of your superstars and say, where do you see yourself in five years? What really is your passion in this hospital? And then build into that so that they can really geek out on what they love. You know, some people might tell you, I really love radiology. You know, I just think it's the best thing in the whole world. Well, can you put together maybe a PowerPoint presentation on how to keep us safe and maybe using fear-free techniques with the dogs and cats and radiology? Of course I can. I love that stuff. Awesome. And so this is how we keep our superstars reinvigorated, but also making sure they are considered leaders in our hospitals. You don't have to be the only leader of your team. You have all these other leaders that are working alongside of you. And so elevate them up and give them the tools and resources they need to be successful because it's going to help them. Even if they decide to leave your hospital, it will help them in the next hospital to walk in. And when the next hospital says, oh, No one's wearing lead. No one's actually restraining pets appropriately in radiology. They can say, actually, my last hospital really supported my love of radiology, and I've got some tools and resources to actually help you guys. Do you mind if I, you know, utilize them here? Besides the importance of elevating our superstars, what we're doing when we focus our attention on the very best is that we set the bar at the very best. Every hospital leader sets a bar. And at some point that bar might move down or it might move up depending on your focus within the team. Now, if your focus is on the poor performers and constantly trying to elevate them, and in the meantime, they're allowed to do these kind of naughty things, they might make a medical mistake, maybe they yell at the staff, maybe they continuously come in late, that bar goes lower and lower and lower. And the problem is, is that our superstars see the bar slipping and they actually believe the hospital doesn't care about the quality of the team or the medicine anymore because after all, the focus is still on these individuals and nothing in their mind is getting done. And so now they start to slip because they are going down to meet the bar. We don't even realize we're doing it. So again, 
I just want to bring this to your attention because it is really important that you make sure you don't forget about the people who are actually the most important people driving the culture of your hospital, the superstars. And I think absolutely we need to do everything that we can to help those who are struggling. Many of them right now are struggling because of burnout. They're just fatigued in general. I mean, I think pandemic fatigue is a real thing. I know I'm exhausted. And then you combine the life of pandemic and living in a pandemic and the work stress at the same time. It's exhausting. At this point, everybody's slipping. Everybody, the bar is going down in a lot of our hospitals. But we don't want it to stay there. And it's really important that we have these discussions, work with our teams, give them the tools and resources to help put that bar back in order to help elevate the superstars. But if we've done our due diligence and we've tried and tried and tried again, and we've documented what we've tried and we've tried to work with them, and it's not making any improvement, then redirect your energy to something positive. And I promise you that positivity will only grow in your hospital. I hope that this helps and check out all the other amazing blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com and keep on being a unicorn. Have a wonderful day.